0: Hi, my name is Dr Jo Braid and I am the Burnout Recovery Doctor. I help healthcare professionals overcome burnout and get their energy back. So, whether you're a med student, allied health professional, or a doctor who is suffering from feeling overwhelmed and exhausted, you're in the right place. In this podcast, you will get your energy back through strategies for burnout recovery. This show will give you the practical tips and mindset strategies to help you recover from burnout in healthcare. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the burnout recovery podcast. Today, I'm going to run through a talk that I often give, as I think it's so resourceful and informational. You're going to find out what to look out for and what to do about burnout. So, burnout's very much talked about at the moment, and I want to upskill you so you know what you might notice in somebody else, maybe in yourself, and if you are a healthcare practitioner, maybe what you might notice in a patient. So, As you may be aware, the definition of burnout is a state of physical, mental or emotional exhaustion with increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of cynicism related to one's job and reduced professional efficacy. So, this is referenced by the Maslach Burnout Inventory from 2016 by Christina Maslach. So, what about the rates of burnout in physicians? We know that In 2021, research showed that 63% of physicians had at least one manifestation of burnout. So, those three manifestations, again, are the emotional exhaustion, cynicism, and decreased perceived productivity. The outcome of this is that there is an association with reduced quality of care, increased physician turnover, and reductions in work effort. This research has come out of the Mayo Clinic by Dr. Tate Shanafelt and his team. So what might you notice? I like to share these identifying symptoms and signs in three different areas. So we have the physical, the emotional, and the behavioral signs of burnout. Starting with the physical, somebody might notice headaches, stomach aches, maybe some changes with their gut, fatigue frequent illnesses and changes in their appetite. They may also, and this is really quite common I find in the uh, patients and the clients that I work with, have insomnia. Getting back to sleep, taking time to get to sleep can really take a while. Emotionally, there can be a whole range of emotions that somebody may experience in burnout, but here's some of the more common ones. A sense of helplessness. I don't know where to go. I'm not sure who to ask for. I feel like there is nothing I can do. Cynicism or indifference. So that can often be about the work that somebody is doing. There can be a sense of failure or self doubt. And, um, you know, you might have very high uh, expectations for yourself, be it naturally a very high achiever. And, When you're in burnout, you're not really hitting those goals that you once were hitting before and there's this pervasive sense of failure around you. Likewise, hand in hand, there may be decreased satisfaction because you're not getting through as much or as well the things you used to get through. Certainly, a sense of feeling detached or alone in the world I find is quite common Even with close relationships at home, people feel they have a sense of detachment there and certainly a loss of motivation. Here are some of the behavioral signs you might notice. So, there might be reduced performance in everyday tasks. Things that you used to be able to do well, do quickly, do efficiently, just take you that much longer and maybe are not back back to the standard that you used to do before withdrawal or isolation from the group or from the workplace, procrastination and putting off what you might have done more easily in the past, certainly having some outbursts with high and low emotions, and using other things to cope. So these may be legal, these may be illegal, these may be screen-based um, You know, there's a whole range of substances that people might use to cope with the discomfort and the um, rock bottom is actually a term that clients have often described to me, that place of where they are at in burnout. So, we've gone through the physical, emotional, and behavioral signs you might notice of somebody in burnout. What are some of the contributing factors? So, again, I divide this into three different areas. They can be work-related, lifestyle-related, or personality traits. So, starting off with the work-related areas. An individual might perceive they have little or no control over their work. They may feel there is a lack of recognition and have overly demanding job expectations. The workplace may be monotonous or unchallenging, Or conversely, it may be very chaotic and a very high pressure environment for them. So, those are some of the work related um, factors that somebody in burnout may feel is contributing to their situation. Lifestyle related factors include working too much without socializing or relaxing. So, having that uh, well rounded aspect to life of doing your work but then also having that time out with friends or time out relaxing as suits you but where there's not much time left at the end of the day, uh, that can be a lifestyle-related predisposing or contributing factor towards burnout, a lack of close and supportive relationships, too many responsibilities without enough help and not enough sleep. So some of the basics in life there. If you're not getting enough sleep, it um, can be a, a risk of burnout. Finally, the personality traits. So, in the high achievers, they often have perfectionist tendencies. So, in their mind, they have a really high expectation of themselves and then reality can be disappointing. They might have a pessimistic view of themselves and the world. They might really need to be in control and... Um, they may be very high-achieving in nature, so that um, type A personality that I've mentioned before on the podcast. Now, I'd like to go through what burnout looks like compared to depression. I get this in my talks quite often, so I thought I'd illustrate that here. So, depressive symptoms do feature in a burnout assessment, but they're usually downstream symptoms or secondary consequences. In burnout, it is more like an apathy, so um, not really wanting to get on with things. However, you can continue to function and the burnout is often work-related. So, I will have people that um, certainly keep their fitness, their exercise routine into their day, even if the actual work-related time that they have, they feel is not so productive and um, they're losing their motivation for that. In depression, somebody would experience a more global apathy, so not just around work. So, they would be feeling uh, unmotivated at home, um, maybe to connect with their friends or nearest family members um, and also in the workplace the symptoms feel heavier and bleaker and there can really be a pit of desperation. So there are some overlaps, but really depression is certainly a mental health diagnosis. Burnout is an occupational phenomenon. So then you might wonder, can we rate burnout? Well, yes, we can, but the scores that we get put you at a certain level of risk of burnout. So again, it's not a diagnostic tool, but it's um, looking at your likelihood or your risk. If you head to my website, that is drjoebraid.com, I've got a free burnout assessment tool on there you are welcome to use. The score will indicate whether you have no risk, you're at risk, or you are at very high risk of burnout and there are 12 work related questions. This is uh, taken from the Burnout Assessment Tool, which was published in 2019. A second tool you could use is the Sydney Burnout Measure. Now, this is 34 questions uh, relating to different burnout symptom clusters. And this is at the back of the book called Burnout Identifying Your Burnout Pattern and the Pathway to Recovery by Professor Gordon Parker um, et al and that's a book that's available in print and I would highly recommend. So, we've talked about what you might notice, what might be some predisposing factors and how might you rate burnout. Let's round this out by talking about three ways to reduce your risk of burnout. So, the overarching messages are these. Identify what is meaningful in your work. Secondly, celebrate your wins on the regular. And thirdly, ask for help. Let's normalize the help-seeking process and decrease the stigma associated with asking for help and possibly showing some vulnerability. So firstly, what is meaningful to you? I have talked about meaning in an earlier podcast The research shows that doctors spending less than twenty percent of their time doing meaningful activities have a greater than fifty percent risk of burnout. So, this publication, again by Dr. Tate Schanefeld, published in the Archives of Internal Medicine in two thousand and nine, really encourages us to think about of all the all the activities that you might do in the workplace as a healthcare professional what percentage appear or seem meaningful to you? This is an individual um, determinant and it might not be the same as the other practitioner you work alongside with. So um, when I've done coaching in hospital, I have found doctors have said doing procedures, um, so putting in lines putting in drains, things like that. For some of them, that's really meaningful. For other doctors, it's been things like getting down to the diagnosis. So, um, for example, assessing somebody in emergency and you're keen to get to the diagnosis so you know the right team to refer on to and you know that that pathway is um, going ahead for the patient you've seen. So, think about to you, what is meaningful to you? Secondly, celebrate your wins on the regular. So, I encourage you to think about what went well today. It can be the end of the day. It can be like around the dinner table if that's something you enjoy doing or it could be on your own, um, a note in your phone. It could be a voice recording. It could be something written in a notebook. And I would really encourage you to support yourself with acknowledging what you did well let's start from resourcefulness. So, there's no reason not to and really appreciating things about yourself builds up that strength and that inner trust and that resourcefulness that you can have going forwards because I know people in burnout are really great people who are high achievers and really competent and really capable. So, I'm sure if you pause to think about it, you'll find a lot of things you appreciate about yourself. Secondly, in fact, thirdly, ask for help. There's lots of different resources that you can turn to for help. This could be friends. It could be colleagues at work. It could be your general practitioner. Really important for all doctors to have their own general practitioner. It could be a mental health service. Let's reduce the stigma about asking for help. We're all humans in this healthcare system. So I thought I'd share with you some of the evidence for coaching in burnout recovery because burnout recovery coaching is what I do, and it's an evidence-based modality. In the Journal of the American Medical Association 2022, there was a statistically significant reduction in emotional exhaustion in the six-month group who received coaching compared with the group who did not receive coaching. So that was a randomized controlled trial by Dr. Feinstad and Dr. Mann. In the Journal of American Medical Association 2019, there was a pilot randomized control trial, and this was in 88 doctors, and it showed there was a significant reduction reduction in the overall symptoms of burnout and an improvement in their quality of life and resilience. So, coaching is certainly a tool that you could consider if you're in burnout and looking for ways to recover. If you wanted to get started with me, head to my website. You can do a burnout assessment tool there. You can jump on my email list there and if you're ready for having a chat with me, book in for a consult and let's get started. Finally, here are some more resources available for my Australian listeners. So there is 13, Health, Beyond Blue, Lifeline, and Men's Line. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. Have a really great week. And I'll be back next week with a wonderful guest on my podcast. Take care. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Burnout Recovery Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe and head on over to my website at drjoebraid.com. There you can download my free guide with 10 tips to take if you're nearing burnout. See you next time.